for our game of the year. Skip to 20 minutes, zero second mark. Uh, enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is Joystick Journeys um, with episode nine. Uh, hopefully a big one for you guys. I'm also here with my co-host. Cody. And uh, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Again, things might sound a little different today. We are doing another Discord episode. Things come up, and when things come up, we'll still make it work. We'll just do it over Discord. Um, so this episode uh, will hopefully be a big one, maybe. It's probably going to be lousy, but we're going to do our own little game awards this week. Um, we're going to use some of the categories that a lot of the official game awards use, uh, but we're just going to tell you who we feel you know, is the best in those categories. Um, we'll also have a couple requests in our comments. We're going to go over those uh, today. Uh, without further ado, let's get started. So, Cody, how's the week been? Oh, it's been fun. It's, it's been good fun. It's been good Damn fun. Good week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're coming up on our Thanksgiving break, so that's nice. I only have to work, I think, three days this week, so that'll be awesome. Same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, baby. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, for co- topics and controversies for the week, uh, I don't have much tech news we're going to go over this week, but we did have a listener out there who requested he wanted our opinion on a couple topics. So we're going to dive into the first one, uh, which is Ark Survival Ascended. Um, and if you don't know what that is, Cody, so Ark Survival Evolved, of course, was Ark. Uh, everyone's kind of played Ark and Ark Survival Ascended is it's essentially a remaster or remake of the game. And those are two entirely different things, but I don't know where it falls in. It's kind of a mixture of both. I imagine they're using a lot of their old code. They're porting from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. And there's a lot of controversy about this because uh and i i i haven't played ascended so you know you guys out there feel free correct me if i'm wrong whatever leave a comment um but people are upset because they've bought arc survival evolved they bought all the dlcs and all that stuff and now arc the developers of arc um whoever it is studio wildcat or whoever they are they have pretty much said hey you know what we're remastering our game in unreal engine 5 we're adding some enhancements and guess what? We're charging you $45 for it. Um, so the biggest difference is, before we hop into that little controversy, is it looks like they've improved the graphics, of course, with Unreal Engine 5. They have the better graphic fidelity um, and, you know, just the stuff the engine's capable of. So, of course, there's that. Uh, I guess they've claimed that they've... Um, enhanced the building, like the the building and then snapping to like your building and all that stuff works better now. Um, So it's easier to make your own little custom bases. Um, They say they've improved their AI. So, you know, the AI moves more naturally, all all the, you know, dinosaurs and stuff like that. Um, They've added photo mode. So they, they've added new features. Um, Let's see. Like, hold on. Let me see if I find a list here. So, um, Baby dinosaurs, uh, breeding and taming, yada yada yada. yada. You could do yeah, that before, that. yeah. But now, um, you can approach a baby dinosaur and claim it. If there's a parent oh. nearby, you have to defeat it first. So, this is interesting because oh, this shit. kind of, <laughs> yeah, this adds to the controversy, not adds to it, but this, this changes my opinion a bit on it, I guess. Because from what it was described to me by a few friends of mine who are big into ARC is they were upset about it because they're like, yeah, I'm not buying this bullshit. It's $45 uh, for just better graphics. So that I can see being upset for. But I guess I didn't know that they were actually adding some stuff. Looks like they've also um, leveled movement speed. What does this mean? Uh but player increasing speed leveled. is no longer leveled. Your movement speed skill could increase, causing players to move differently, but now they're the same. Okay, that doesn't 
okay, that just seems like an annoyance that might be corrected. Or if you enjoyed movement speed being, you know, then it sounds like you might piss you off. They've also added a photo mode. Okay, so let's talk about that. The enhancements and features I've just spoke about, and there could be more. Does that justify $45 price increase? Uh, you know, we, we, we cheap gamers here, so I don't, I mean, yeah, they're doing a decent bit, you know, they're not just, just throwing out, you know, the upgraded graphics or whatnot. They're, yeah. they're adding something to it, but no, I feel like maybe more around the 25, 25, I could see reasonable with the updates that they're doing to it, you know, like with the building thing, that's. I don't do much building in games because I usually hate how I'm forced to build things. Sure. With games. So I I would say that's a big plus on their side, but $45 still just uh -uh, too much in my opinion for what they're bringing. I guess what kind of annoys me about this is you're paying $45. It's in early access. So I think right now they might have added more, but as far as I know, there's only one map available right now. All the other maps, I think, what is there, 12 maps in ARC or something? Uh, hold on, it says it right here. Yada, 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 whopping 12 maps. Yeah, so there's 12 maps and only one's available right now. So you're getting the slimmed down version of the game. You're paying full price for it. And if you've already paid for the game, though, they should... They should give you, you. They should help you out there. You should yeah. not be paying forty five dollars. Okay, forty five dollars is that forty dollar mark is normally a double A title, right? And then you have sixty seventy dollars you pay for a triple A title. So now they're charging you forty five, so over double A cost, um, for a kind of re envisioned version of a game you've already purchased and possibly purchased all DLCs for. Yeah, um, that is that's super annoying. I think if you have the base game, which I think Ark Survival Evolved is only like fifteen dollars. So if you have Ark Survival, and then it's all the expansions, as well too. So yeah, th there's that. You should absolutely be cut a deal on this. Or if it's the same game that you're charging fifteen dollars for, why are you charging forty five dollars for it now? Okay. It's you get all the content bundled together. So all the DLC, I don't know how much all the DLC, I think there's five expansions. So I'm sure that comes out to more than 45. So I guess now it's approximately the same. So I guess now they're just, Hey, instead of buying our old stuff and all those DLCs buy the new thing and you'll eventually get what we offered before, you know, as we poured it over, but now it's in early access. So you're going to pay full price for it now and eventually get all that stuff we made. I don't know. That's kind of shitty to me. I don't. I don't like that practice. That sounds bad for the industry. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, I'm I mean, not right now you it. have early adopters. You have your biggest arc fans who's jumping on this. I feel like you should charge that twenty, even twenty five. I'll let you slide with twenty five, and then That's when you're I'm in saying. full release, bump it to forty five, fifty dollars. But right now you're charging $45 for a game that's not done. It's it's a port of your own game that people mostly own. Um, and yeah, I, it just, again, I get this is different, but it makes me think of Rainbow Six Siege, where Siege was like, hey, here's our game. And then if you want, here's optional DLC. And DLCs, it's actually optional bonus content that upgrades all your textures. It's the HD texture pack, which is huge. It was like 20 gigs back in the day, but it makes, you know, your game look great. And if your PC can handle it, it's great for you. It's free. Um, so I get, it's not that simple. You can't just port arc four to arc. I'm at, sorry, arc evolved from unreal four to unreal five. It's not that simple. Uh, Cause those engines operate complete, uh, completely differently. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I don't like this $45 for an incomplete remake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean like you were saying, you know, if if you bought, you know, the previous game uh you know, when I get onto the new game, you know, 
it should be a little bit discounted because you're technically still giving the same thing. Yeah, you're doing a little improvements here and there, and of course, you know, the graphic thing is a big part of it. But no, I especially since, like you said, they're in early access. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. It seems like they're just following suit with like big corporate fucking gaming that, uh, hey, we could just keep raising the fucking price. We're just going to keep on doing it. They'll pay it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's, I don't know. And, and then I guess they're also supposed to still be working on ARC too. So it, are they distributing the team now? Do they have, you know, a lot of their team allocated to working on remastering, remaking their original title while, you know, ARC 2 starring Vin Diesel <laughs> is still in the works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't uh, know what's yeah. going on there. It's kind of weird. Um, Yeah, that that's definitely a little weird. But, you know, hey, Vin Diesel on gaming. Didn't he do another game? Or... Yeah, of course he did. We played the shit out of it. Chronicles of Riddick Butcher Bay. Yeah, I know that one. I thought there was another game that he starred in, though. Okay, I think he's done quite a few. Uh, let's see what games Vin Diesel has been in. Uh, Wheelman. I forgot that existed. Wheelman? Yeah, yeah, there was a game called Wheelman. Uh, if I am not mistaken, I think this was for the Xbox 360, and it was called Wheelman. Um, was it just? But, a, uh, was it kind of like a driver? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what it was. It, it was kind of like a I driver a style game. Yep. Um, I think I might have played it. Other than that, there's a couple other things. Um, the Chronicles of Riddick stuff. They had the Assault on Dark Athena. Um, they had a Fast and Furious game, but I I heard that was dog shit. Um, and then the one we played, Butcher's Bay. So um, I, Escape from Butcher's Bay it was pretty good. We played that one or yeah. the demo for it, whatever we played for it, and we enjoyed it. Um, and then, uh, a lot of people were saying assault from assault on dark Athena, um, was just as good, if not better than butcher's Bay, but I don't know. I never played that one. Yeah. Neither have I. Um, okay. So on to our next topic, because we also have to get to our game rankings. Um, let's see. And that is going to be. Payday 3 versus Payday 2 is our other requested topic. So let's talk about that. I know you've got to play Payday 3 um, a decent bit. You've already stopped playing. A lot of people feel Payday 3 was a downgrade in almost every aspect. Um, so let's talk about a few of the things they might have done better. Uh, Payday 3 is on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how yeah. I got it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what do you feel, if anything, was done better in Payday 3? Um, Even though it is more challenging, I do like how you can't just out the gate, you know, mash and get every skill unlocked. You know, because in Payday 2, it seemed like some people, you know, just cheated, maxed out all their crap, to where when you would go to, like, you're just fresh starting out, you know, this heist and there's a guy already ran through the front door, guns out, everything, and he's already broken into the vault and nobody sees him and you're like What the hell what what happened? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> so I do like how they did that is letting people, you know, kinda actually figure it out and pay attention to things because of course you know like sometimes uh manager's office isn't there at that normal spot sometimes it's over there or there you know they mix that around a little bit in it and okay. payday three as opposed to payday two um i know the the guys at work were telling me that i imagine it's fixed now but when the game first came out um uh just for whatever reason i guess they were sniffing the packets using fiddler so they were looking at all the network traffic for the game and uh and they were looking for the packet of 
you know, when it told the server to give you a skill point and they weren't super happy with the game. So I guess they were willing to risk it all. And they were able to just send an unencrypted packet saying to grant like whatever the skill points are called uh, the max number of them. And it just worked. The server just granted their character max skill points. Huh. Well, that. Yeah. I guess there's always a way to get around crap, but I don't think the normal player would know that. No, I don't. And, I don't uh, recommend that. You're going to get manned. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a bad idea all around. I also like how in uh, Payday Two, it was kind of more or less like you had to do the heist properly. You could still uh, mess up, you know, and have to do the fighting and whatnot. But uh, you really wouldn't get your biggest bang there. Whereas in three, I mean, if you and the boys can hold it out, you, you could get all the money, everything. So if you're like at the beginning, hey, y'all, fuck doing this quiet. Let's go in. You, you can. And you're still profitable. I don't know the difference. Maybe you're still a little bit more profitable if you do it all stealthy in the correct way. But I know for the most part, either way I've done it, it really doesn't seem like that much of a difference. So I guess, would you feel like, could you say that Payday 3 is a better game? Damn that that's that's a fucking hard one there. Uh, yeah. So I think hey, I think a lot of people are saying there's some things done better, like there's more NPC interactions. Of course, the graphics aren't phenomenal, but they are better. There's better lighting and shadows and stuff like that. Um, but I think Payday Two had so long to bake. You know, it was in the oven for a while. They enhanced it. They you know improved their UI whether it still be shit or not. Um, and then Payday 3 is still kind of, well, first off, it came out the oven a little early. That was one of its big problems. Yeah. And the developers apologized. They claim they're going to fix it. Um, but yeah, so uh, I it, maybe it's too early to say whether Payday 3 is actually better. Maybe we need to give Payday 3 some more time. I think... Maybe here in December, I'll download it from Game Pass. We try it out again, see where it goes. But uh, I think developers really need to get out of the habit of pushing their games early. Um, there was some stuff, yeah. some bad calls with Payday 3 when it first launched. I know you were trying to get connected to a server for hours one night. Um, oh, yeah. So that's the biggest downfall of the payday three that kind of puts a mark on it is just how badly the servers started out i don't know if it's gotten better i haven't played it in about three ish maybe four -ish weeks now um so i haven't seen maybe they've improved it but if i had to pick between the two as of right now i would go with payday three like okay. i said i know a lot wow. of people I know a lot of people hate how they're doing the whole like, uh, you know, your little perk things. I think, I think the rank you got to get up your infamy rank where you have to actually use different weapons or you actually have to complete missions the right way or you know just say fuck it and you got to do both sides. Um, it it's challenging, and God, it seems not so rewarding at the start. But then, you know, once you get all them challenges started up there and completing, it, it'll soon, you know, start flowing. But in the beginning, well, guess, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I guess one of the biggest complaints I saw is a lot of people have a very <laughs> specific play style. They like to play the game, and now they're forced to play it a different way. And personally, I don't like to be forced to do anything. If I want to play your game a certain way... That's how I want to play it. Don't make me do it another way just to unlock, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, so, understandable. Let's shelve the topic. Let's come back to it. I've got your initial opinion, and we're going to play it here in a few weeks, even if we don't play long, just a couple hours, whatever. And, uh, and let's see if we maintain that opinion. Hell yeah.
But uh, let's see. I need to. I'll mark the time, and what I'll do is at the very beginning of this episode, I'll insert a little snippet um, where we actually get started for our little game awards, which is going to be now. So whatever this time mark is, uh, you'll be arriving um, if you skip forward. So I'll say, you know, uh, fast forward to the twenty-one minute mark or something. Whatever, whatever. You'll get it. You'll be here. You'll be here if you yeah. do. Um, but I'll insert that into the beginning of this clip so people, if they don't want to, you know, talk about ARC and Payday, they can just skip here. But with without further ado, let's get started. Let's talk about our game choices of the year. And we're kind of going to be doing this live. We're going to discuss the categories, uh, debate them, and then give our ultimate winners. Um, Cody and I, we did very minimal planning. We kind of just planned the little categories <laughs> we want to talk about. And we might add more as we go. But um, yeah, let's hop it's in. It's just like our podcast, you know. It, it really, it's minimal planning. We just get in here and we, hey, it's the most honest. That's what I'm gonna say. Let's wing it. <laughs> let's wing it. So we're gonna save the big one, game of the year for last. Um, and we're gonna get started. Um, so the game awards, you know, you can go vote now. Uh, I don't know when voting wraps up, but anyone out there interested, the official game awards are in December and you can go vote now. And a lot of these categories we took from there. Um, see if we agree with them or whatever, but uh, we'll get started. So Cody, the first one that we have is best narrative, uh, best narrative, best storytelling in a game that you've had. You can include any DLC that might've come out this year, any game that's come out this year. Uh, you can give your winner and a runner up if you want. Or honorable mention, whatever you want to call it. I got you. Yeah, I got you. All righty. If I'm to say my best narrative, it, it Boulder's Gate three without a question. Okay. Just so there's story, wanna... and it was multiple stories you could yeah, have within go... that. I want to go ahead and apologize to everyone out there. You're going to hear that a lot. Baldur's Gate three. That game was. And I stand by this. There are a lot of people out there who, for whatever reason, don't agree. Baldur's Gate 3 was a feat in the industry. It is what the industry has needed. It, just a phenomenal feat uh, accomplished by Larian Studios this year. So I completely agree. Baldur's Gate 3 gets best narrative for me. And I think you brought up an excellent point there that I wasn't even thinking. Not only was the core story really good, intriguing, and making us want to, you know, actually do it, but the side stories that were completely optional or that you could potentially not even discover were also intriguing and and you know made me want to go further. I am like I, I think of the egg. Like well, yeah. we quote that so much now. It's, yes. it's like yeah, okay, yes, I, I need a get Yankee egg. And then, well, here's a here's an egg. Oh wow, is this a Githyanki egg? No, it's an Albert egg. I just like it. <laughs> like, and then the ladies, the ladies then starts talking to you like you're a moron. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> could you possibly get me a Githyanki egg? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's just small stuff like that. So. Um, now, runner up for it. I would have to say Liza P. I really like that, and I'm really intrigued oh, with man. the ending to see the next part. So, damn. Okay, Liza P is a good one. Uh, I'm torn between two here. Um, for my for my uh, here, I'm gonna do a runner up and an honorable mention. All right, I'm doing first, second, third place <laughs> in a way here. So I'm going to give my runner up to. Uh, Phantom Liberty. I was about to say, yep, I had a feeling you were going to go that route. No, I never got to, to play that Liberty. one, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much. I loved it, and then uh, soft spot for Idris and Keanu, and then now they're together, and it was so good. It, yeah. Uh, and then my honorable mention is what we've been doing all Diablo 4. I was, I was intrigued in the story, and I actually really enjoyed the narrative. Oh. I liked it. Yeah, I gotta say that's a damn good one too. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, keep mine as my runner-up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick to two, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. If, if you're ever just torn, you can throw a little yeah. one out there. Yeah, don't feel obligated. Because I could definitely see both. Well, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I 
I haven't even played it at all, which is upsetting because, you know, Keanu Reeves is like one of my heroes. And then you got Iris Alba, who is like the second, I wouldn't say second. No, they're on the same tier in my book as just good wholeheartedly people. And I love them. I love their movies. They're great actors. So I hate that I haven't done Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You for sure check it out. I'm sure it's probably gonna go on oh. sale this week. Um, probably cheap as shit. So might be a good oh, time to grab it. I am definitely. Um, let's see. Next, we are going to do. Let's do best art direction. We want creative or technical or artistic design that we saw in video games this year. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Visually, what do you think? And that doesn't necessarily have to mean like best graphic fidelity, what looks super realistic, but what visually was really impressive to you? Um, I mean, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, dog. I'm sorry it wins that. Uh, You like the art style in Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah, it was just so clean, just crisp. Everything was nice. It had just some beautiful fucking scenery moments. And some of the cutscenes were really fucking great as well. Okay. I mean... I, uh, I'm i torn here. Baldur's Gate 3 is actually not in my running at all for best art direction. I think Baldur's Gate 3 looks good. And I think the cutscenes, you're right. I think they they're pheno- they look phenomenal. Um, but, I mean, I think Blizzard's cutscenes... That's some next tier stuff. I'm still not oh, giving it yeah, to Blizzard either, though. I'm still not giving it to Blizzard either just because of their cutscenes. Their cutscenes alone, uh, you know, if we had a best cutscene category, they'd win it, but we don't have that category. Best art direction, though. Oh, man. This one this one was tough for me because I love Liza P. I love that grungy, dark aesthetic. Um, and then Alan Wake also had that really dark, grungy aesthetic to it. Um, not only that, but the way it kind of flashes, um, between your different scenarios, but I think I'm actually, I don't, you know what? I, I am going to give it to Liza P maybe because I'm a sucker for bloodborne. I don't, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to give it to Liza P and my runner up is going to go to sea of stars. The RPG I was telling you about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that is, of course, a a 2D kind of pixel art top down RPG. And I don't know, something about it is just homey. It it just it it just has a feel good to it. The art style is phenomenal. Um, I don't I love it. I'm 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 a sucker for pixel art anyway, but I think Sea of Stars is just a phenomenal looking game. So uh, hats off to them. I'm gonna give them runner up. But uh, Liza P um, did it for me. I enjoy I gotta, watching that game. I gotta say, yes, Liza P is that. Well, fuck, I, I just said I wasn't going to do this, but yes, Liza P would be my runner-up. But honorable mentioning, because I do like the whole like dark gothic art styles, just like you were saying with Liza P. Lords of the Fallen is up in there. They, they, I liked some of their just the whole like dark twistedness parts of the game. Some of it, of course, freaked me the fuck out. Like like I said, that one time I had my lamp and I was just like, oh, look over the cliff. And then there's this big evil face staring right back at me. And it scared the shit out of me. It, it got me in a lot of points like that. And I really, <laughs> really liked it. So it definitely needs a mention in this. But yes, Liza P. Liza P is a runner up. Yeah. All right. Let's see. On to the next one, then. We have uh, best music, best score and music. All right, so who had the best? Or uh, We're not going to go original song, I guess, but more or less just go the soundtrack in general. Um, who of all the games you played this year had the best soundtrack? Best soundtrack. Let's see here. Um... I did like some of uh, Liza P's like boss fights. They had some pretty like 
grungest dark beats going on that was just heavy uh so so this one i'll let you think on it i'll go first this time yeah yeah um, yeah i am uh i'm hearing impaired so i i'm i do get overstimulated <laughs> easy when it comes to audio so normally the first thing i do in a game is i mute the music uh but there have been a couple titles this year i played where the music just got so good in certain areas and one that's sticking out uh Baldur's Gate 3 there were certain fights and areas where Namrik and I every time would comment and be like oh my god this audio is so good I remember that um but but uh I am going to give my best music to probably Final Fantasy 16 uh Final Fantasy's always done well, for the most part, it's always done really good with their music. And uh, and yeah, during the cutscenes, during the combat, Final Fantasy 16 um, was phenomenal. Um, I'm going to give runner up to Baldur's Gate 3. There was many, many, many times where I commented and even turned the music up a bit in Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so Final Fantasy 16 for me, runner up Baldur's Gate 3. Honorable you. mention, I'll do that to give you a little more, another second to think. Um, for this is more art this is more audio direction though would have gone to hi-fi rush i think hi-fi rush was uh, a little underrated this year um and it was a whole you know the game it, it was just a groove game while you're playing through it you kind of just grooved you you're you were rewarded for meleeing and doing combat to the rhythm of the song that was playing and you know oh, you kind of okay. just grooved while you were playing it so they get honorable mention for me, though, um, because at the same time, while it sounded good, it wasn't one that was just like an epic score or anything that really had me moving. So. I got you. See, this is why I need to get. I just like you. I do the same thing as you. I, I turn down the music every <laughs> time in a game. So I don't. Sometimes I can hear and sometimes I can't. So that's probably why I don't really have much to put on this topic. But something that I've always uh, liked of uh, music style, I like Stardew Valley. I'm going to go with that. Give them a little bit of a little reward here. I hey, love their just one. nice, calming fucking tunes they got. Yeah, none of it's like heavy or, you know, like uh, dark or anything like that, really. But it's just nice, calming. Now. Music okay, so for you guys out there, Stardew Valley didn't come out this year, but Cody played it for the first time this year, so I'm going to allow it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> no, 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 they came out with the update. Eight people now, so ha-ha. <laughs> Wait, that's not out yet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they came out with a patch, though. There was a patch a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it didn't change the music, but couldn't, close enough. <laughs> All right. Do you have a runner-up? No, like I said, I I feel like I've let people down on this by not. I, I gotta start being able to actually listen to the musics and whatnot now. Yeah, well that that that, that one's a tricky one for us because we we do kind of turn that stuff down, but because we're um, always talking in games and we're like, ah, I can't. What what the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> uh huh. All right. The next one uh, is a bit more difficult. There's so many good ones out there. Um, but let's hop on into it. We have best indie title this year. Best indie title. Now, I could be wrong on this, but wasn't Battle Bit? Battle Bit was an indie title. That's my best indie title this year. All right. So, uh, all those uh, people out there who may or may not be listening. There are plenty of probably indie titles that have a phenomenal yes. story or crazy gameplay styles and whatnot. But, I mean, BattleBit came in this year kind of when we most needed it. Shooters mm -hmm. have ju just gotten crazy. Battlefield, I mean, it, it was shit there for a while. We've played it a lot, though, this year. It's kind of, you know, made a good comeback. Uh, Call of Duties, all the shooters we wanted to play were just shit, and everyone was just tired of it. And BattleBit just kind of swooped in and saved us from that mess for a while. So, uh, Cody, I am going to agree with you. 
we played Battle Bit this year for uh, many, many hours, uh, over 40 hours at least, I know. And um, and I actually plan to revisit it in the future. We It was just a good time all around. Um, so and maybe I should have done best single player indie title and best multiplayer indie title. But uh, because we just did best general indie title, um, I am going to give it to Battle Bit as well. It, it, for us, it was a big game changer this year and just giving us a fun shooter. Um, with that being said, though, uh, see, because then there's also other games I've spoke about, like, um, you know, Sea of Stars or whatever. Um, but I, I haven't even... I, I haven't got to play that. I've only got to watch a good bit of it, and I haven't got to play the whole thing myself. So, unfortunately, that's m not making my list this year. Um, my runner-up is going to go to Viewfinder. And if you recall, Cody, Viewfinder is the game that I kept on going on about where you kind of took the picture, and it and you could just stamp that image into the world. And from oh, a technical... I I thought there was a big company working on that because yeah, that's uh, no. that's one that I was thinking too on the side. Yeah, I yeah, Viewfinder like... is uh, yeah, no, no, it was just a um, yeah, yeah, it was just a little indie studio. Um, yeah, but no, I, I Viewfinder from a technical perspective, kind of, and for you guys who are better developers than me, you might be like, oh, well, that's easy, but no, from from my viewpoint, that that blows my mind. It's a every time I play that game, it, it just boggles me. It's phenomenal, phenomenal what they've accomplished there. So they get my runner up. Um, and my honorable mention goes to Eternites. Um, Eternites was uh, kind of that hack and slash borderline dating simulator. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it would, the gameplay was intriguing to me. I enjoyed it. So it's going to Eternites. For the little Billy. honorable mention. All right, next up. Next on our list, Cody, we have best multiplayer title. So that doesn't necessarily mean what was the best game you played that had multiplayer. What game did you play this year that had the best multiplayer integration? Whose multiplayer worked the best or was the best? Um,. That could mean co-op. That could mean their PvP was phenomenal. Yeah, just what multiplayer title really stands out to you? Once Lords of the Fallen got all of their multiplayer together, it's been uh, I, I, I'm putting it at first. In the beginning, yes, it, it was a little shit showy on it, but you know they fixed it very quickly, and I love it. I love that seamless co-op play it has. I I, I can get into fucking PvP matches like fucking every 15, 20 seconds me having to sit there and wait at the max. It's already letting me join in to, you know, go PvP. Or even now, even though a lot of people don't ask Lamp Bears to help them, I still somewhat get into co-op sessions as well with other players pretty well. But I, I gotta say, I do love their multiplayer. Um. I would say it's between two again, and uh, I I love Battle Bits multiplayer. Mm. We uh, so that's that's what I'm doing as first. First is Battle Bit in mind on this, and runner up is going to be Lords of the Fallen. Okay, I can admire both of those choices. Uh, Battle Bit. Because they came, you know, such low poly, easy to run game. They had this insane scale. What was it? What, were they doing 252? Were they doing 124, 122? Whatever it was. It was, I think it was massive. Something. Yeah, it was massive multiplayer. And and it was just no matter where you went on this giant map, there was almost always someone lurking because there are so many people and people with like mind thought trains like, oh, maybe if I sneak around this way and there's always someone there. It's it's crazy. It worked good. Uh, the comms worked great between all those people, uh, the interactions of dragging people. So I think that's a good choice. Um, and then Lords of the Fallen. Um, 
Of course, there's some bugs and some multiplayer bugs, but the seamless co-op from beginning to end was really good and, you know, kind of snapping you there. So I think they did it well. Uh, but uh, let's see, where am I going to give my pick? So I think I am going to go. I'm, I'm thinking of all the games we played and almost every game we've played this year has been multiplayer. And of course, I'm only picking games that came out this year, so I'm excluding, you know, the games we played a lot like Siege or Battlefield, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And the best, most seamless multiplayer experience that I've had all year. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, now, I'm going to give it to Diablo 4 because you and I did our co-op Diablo 4 run all week. And Diablo 4 did it in a way where we both finished the campaign. It felt like, you know, neither of us were ever really controlling the quest. Either of us could turn it in. It would do it together. Everything was just so seamless from beginning to the very last cutscene. Um, and uh, it, it, it was easy. Multiplayer, I mean, I've been able to invite you. You join everything just without a hitch it's been really really smooth and i've enjoyed that um now even with my doo-doo shit internet connection i've only dropped out of connection twice right 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 and a lot of people out there you're probably thinking oh baldur's gate why aren't you picking baldur's gate yeah yeah okay well the truth be told baldur's gate's multiplayer i love the game co-op and i'd rather play it co-op in a heartbeat but the thing about baldur's gate is when you're making these decisions uh, uh, the affection and all this is going on to the character who made the decision. So if you're together and somebody activates the cutscene, and even if you didn't know that cutscene was there, whoever walked into it is now controlling that cutscene. And your companions, for instance, I was in the lead most of the time during Cody and I's playthrough, and he couldn't get his affection with Carlac up high enough because I ended up walking into the cutscenes and, you know... My, my, my decision, right. My decision was affecting, you know, her standings and whatnot. So while the multiplayer does work good, uh, it's not the most seamless, ex seamless experience I've had all year. So that's how that decision was made. My runner up actually is going to go to battle bit. I agree with Cody there. Um, and my winner goes to Diablo four. Definitely. Um, yeah getting their honorable mention from me on that you are completely correct with and, uh, that and next week on the podcast Cody and I are going to dive into Diablo 4 so you guys can get our opinions and everything because we have already put over 30 hours into the game in the past week so um, we'll talk about that more next week uh, right yes. now we are going to proceed with the awards and we're kind of getting to the bottom-ish here. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, you guys, because we're over Discord. We don't like to do our long episodes over Discord. Um, I don't know. They're just not as personable. We step on each other's toes a little bit. Um, and we wanted this one to kind of be about the, you know, the actual Game Awards. So we're going to leave it with the Game Awards and go from there. Next, Cody, right. we have Best Mobile Game. So neither of us do a lot of mobile gaming, but whether it be a port or just something that's kept your attention throughout the year, what is your best mobile game for this year? And because we don't do much mobile game, I don't even care when it was released. If it was released whenever, what was your best mobile game of the year? Gotta say, I mean, hands down, Slay the Spire. Been loving uh, it. Just, I love the rogue aspect if I'm playing like a mobile game. Uh, I gotta say, Slay the Spire just takes that over for me. That That's, that's number one. And then... Peglin was fun there too, so that's the runner-ups. Okay, yeah, e easy enough. This will be a quick topic. Again, uh, we, we do very little mobile gaming. My winner is actually going to go to Honkai Star Rail, which did come out this year. Uh, I played a stupid amount of Genshin this year. I mean, I think all I of us. I was about to say that's an honorable mention. I wasn't sure though. Yeah, well, the thing is, Genshin just got so big, I had to remove it from my phone. I, it ended up being. I don't even uh, whatever you guys out there correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was like 60 gigabytes or 40. It was huge on the iPad. It's massive. Um, so Genshin got removed and I decided to try out Honkai Star Rail and Honkai Star Rail is a much better mobile experience than Genshin was because Honkai is turn based and I can just, you know, hit the fast forward button and it automates the whole fight for me while I'm like 
you know, doing something. I can just hit it one button, does the fight for me, and I can come back to my phone and resume. So Hawkeye Star Rail was a great mobile experience, and my runner-up goes to Peglin as well. Played a shit ton of Peglin this year. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, and let's see. You'd think it would go to Stardew, but we haven't actually played Stardew on the phone. I mean, I have it on my iPad. I have played it on the iPad, but not this year. Yeah. All right. What is... All right. So there's a lot of games that have been announced. We're going to do most anticipated. So this could unfortunately mean games that get canceled, but what is something that's been announced that you are just stupendously excited for i gotta say first one so fucking much that i'm so hyped to try out dragon's dogma 2 that's number one most anticipated game right now runner up elden rings fucking dlc i knew it i knew it i knew it okay those are really good choices those are really really good choices um let's see this one's so i played a good bit of hades um i am excited for hades uh, i know final fantasy 7 part 2 or hades 2 of course final fantasy part 2 is coming uh there was let's see thing is i probably would have said the star wars knights of the old republic remake but i i i've heard this week that that's dead it's it's being canceled oh. it's dead in the water so that's heartbreaking uh, because that was super high up there. So, but now I'm not even going to list it. Uh, man, there's something I'm forgetting about here. Something that I was like really, really excited for. Thing man, is, Grand Theft Auto Six's trailer is around the corner, but I haven't even seen any of the game. So it's so far off right now in my mind's eye that I'm not even worried about Grand Theft Auto Six yet. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just walking you through my thought train as I pick one here. Oh yeah. I got um, you. Yeah, I'd have to say, and this one actually is on the Game Awards um, right now. Um, I I think I'm going to have to maybe go with the uh, Star Wars Outlaws game that's coming out. Hmm. And that one, uh, that one kind of looked like a Ghost Recon Wildlands, but in the Star Wars universe, to give you an idea. All right. Yeah. All right. So I can definitely I, see that something looking forward to what could change that though is if there's no multiplayer i don't know if there will be multiplayer i really really would hope so um but um uh i i think there's not i think it is just single player um which if so you know that sucks but whatever that's getting my pick i'm gonna give it to uh star wars outlaws uh and i'm gonna give my runner-up to hades 2 i'm excited for hades 2 hell yeah uh let's see cody what did we have up on our list oh i think we're uh, to the, to the two big ones we're at yep. the last two big ones um so this next category was recommended by you and i think it was awesome um Damn right. the biggest shit show of the year what was your biggest shit show of the year number one redfall like I still, I will fucking shun them. I will always talk down bad about them. They had promised, like, so much good out of that fucking game and fucking just dropped a shit show on everybody. And to trick people into paying $70 for it, I would have punched these people in the fucking throat if I meet them. Like, do not destroy... You could have done so much with that game, but you just trashed it. It's like you didn't even care if it was good at all. You just wanted money. And mm-hmm. no, fuck them on that Redfall biggest shit show of the year, in my opinion. Okay. Your opinion's right, first off. Um, I'm not going to have that as my pick, but yeah, everything you said is correct. Uh, Redfall was. Oh, God. I just can't believe. In the initial trailers and everything, I was so excited. And then in the release, it's just they didn't change shit from the announcement. It was just awful, man. 
But my biggest shit show of the year, I'm going to harmonize with all of you people out there in the year 2023. It is going to the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Um, I cannot believe they charge. I don't even, it's $50 now. I don't know if it was $60 at release, but first off being $50 and it's a double a title. It's what pisses me off about that game. I was so excited. My wife and I, well, uh, you know, we love Lord of the Rings and Gollum has a soft spot in our hearts, you, yeah. whether it be from, the, his tragic story or just his funny moments in the Hobbit and all this shit. We were excited for the Gollum game. I was going to play through it. She was going to watch. And they had like this illusion of all these choices you'd be able to make. And it was like this dynamic system they showed off. And then the game came out and it's like, all that was just rendered. It, it, it wasn't in the game. It was just shit. The choices you made looked stupid. Now, it's like you turned your head left or right and you made one of those. You didn't have like that dynamic choice option. The UI is completely different than what they originally said. And then the graphics never change from like early gameplay. It's stupendously buggy. When you jump that stuff, Gollum, he, he was going to decide whether he's stuck or not. Um, you know, it, <laughs> your skill had nothing to do with it. It was, I, I can't believe what they did to my boy. Uh, it was awful. It was a horrible, horrible. It's the opposite of what Baldur's Gate 3 did for the field this year. It was the opposite of that. It was just absolute shit. Um, yeah. And and yeah, so uh, I think the whole studio got shut down because of it. I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I think the whole studio <laughs> has been dissolved after that shit show came out. Damn um, right, you got to burn that out the fucking bloodline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So um, yeah, I don't agree with anyone losing their job. I hate I'm sure the team worked hard and the publishers because there was a publisher behind it probably rushed them. They didn't, they might not have had enough time or, you know, the right skill in the group. I don't know what it was, but the game was just awful. And, uh, sorry for everyone who worked on it. Uh, and everyone who played it even more. Um, <laughs> with that, my runner up is going to exactly as you said, Cody, it's going to Redfall. What a shit show. What an unfinished piece of shit. They're now, I think, about to release DLC or I don't know if it's DLC or just bonus content that's free. Whatever it is, it's not enough to make me ever go back. I What a piece of shit game. Um, that yeah, game felt how? like... Right. Right. And then to charge for... If it was $40, I'd give them a little slack. But to charge $70 for that piece of shit, if I didn't play it through Game Pass, I'd be so mad right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I don't even know how... how well, no, they made all that fucking money off of people. So, yeah, I can see how they're able to put out a free DLC to try to be like, oh, guys, I'm sorry here. It's free. Yeah, they're, they're just trying. But I don't, it's definitely not worth No, you done burned me way too hard at the start. Don't, don't even think about trying. Just let it die. Yeah. And, and I remember they were so excited. Like, we have new IPs on the horizon. Yeah. For, and now to announce our new IP, Redfall. Like I don't know if that's going to be a, a new IP, bro. I think I, th I think that one's going to maybe die with Redfall. Uh, I imagine your numbers <laughs> were shit from it, and uh, and yeah. So uh, no, sure, it, it is technically new intellectual property, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a continuation of that IP because that wow, <laughs> wow. Yes. But let's get on to the big one, Cody. 2023 yep. game of the year it has been a phenomenal year for games uh we started the year early with hogwarts legacy which whether you know whether you were on that controversy or not whatever phenomenal game phenomenal game uh we wrapped up the year recently with um i know well super mario rpg did just come out uh but they had alan wake 2 we had spider-man uh super mario bros wonder um Diablo 4, which we just got to play. Uh, we had, you know, the heavy hitters. We had Tears of the Kingdom. We've had Baldur's Gate 3. So let's talk about it. What is your game of the year? If I, that, that is a difficult one because, like you said, we've had a lot of heavy hitters come out, like, especially within just a short period. And I don't yeah. even feel like I've given a lot of these games the proper respect that they deserve. So, of course, there's people that's probably going to be against what I say on this opinion. 
But I got to say, if I had to pick a game of the year right now. Uh, mm, it could be. It's just between two on my tongue right now. I'm going to go first then. Oh. I'm going to go first. Yeah, this go is ahead. Let, me, let my brain decide. This is <laughs> absolutely without a doubt in my mind going to Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 has done something that yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get into it. You, you guys are going to think I'm too much, but what it has done in the field is just mind-blowing to me in the short time they did it. It is proven that there's still companies out there who want to make games that are just about a proper gaming experience. There's no battle pass. Shit, maybe there will be down the road. Whatever. There wasn't that release. Um, there's no all this extra bullshit. There wasn't, uh, you know, oh, hey, you want to buy this clothing set for $10? There wasn't all this bullshit for Baldur's Gate 3. It was a proper gaming experience with hundreds, maybe thousands of choices you could make and you could do it with your friends. It was a phenomenal story, a proper encapsulation of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it, it was just a fucking feat. They knocked it out of the park. And I'm so, so proud of what the team at Larian Studios has done. Uh, it's hands down game of the year for me. Um, and I will absolutely be playing it for years to come. Love Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I am going to give my runner up. I haven't mentioned this title at all today. And I am a huge, huge, huge fan of this franchise. I have a Triforce tattooed on my wrist. It is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, whether you liked Tears of the Kingdom, like Breath of the Wild, whether you like that style of Zelda or not, Tears of the Kingdom was a phenomenal game. I love the story. Um, I loved the big reveal that they had there towards the end of the story. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Tears of the Kingdom was a phenomenal game. It was a phenomenal Zelda game. Um, but it had its yeah. flaws. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't like the durability system. Um, and you, you know what? That's why it's going to run up for me. So, uh, that, and of course there's no multiplayer. I, I'm not expecting multiplayer, but that enhanced my game of the year, which was Baldur's Gate three. So Baldur's Gate three game of the year for me with tears of the kingdom runner up. I gotta say you. You sold me with Baldur's Gate 3. That was what my tongue was kind of stuck on. Was Baldur's Gate 3. And then Lives of the P. Fucking loved the story of it. Like I said, it just really intrigued me. I was really getting into it. I loved the whole dark gothic aspect of it. The fighting was good and clean most of the times. Like, it wasn't weird buggy hitboxes here or there. Wasn't no straight punishing bullshit. It's a very good game. You got to level up and very customizable skill tree, all that. It, it, I would have to say that was my runner-up is Liza P. And just because I'm so excited, I haven't even heard if they're doing anything else to further into it. But with the way that thing ended, they got to. They are. They've already announced a DLC and a sequel. Yeah, see, that's... Ah, damn, I can't wait for it. So, yes, that is definitely my runner-up. I would have to say, honorable mention, even though a lot of people have shitted on it at its start, maybe because I didn't play it at the start, is why I say Diablo 4 is my honorable mention here. They uh, uh, Honestly... I Honestly, really can't wait to get back to my rogue. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna hop on board with you there. There are so many people so mad at the game. A lot of my friends are like, "No, fuck that game. I'm not coming back to it." Because I've told them, you know, I've gotten a Diablo, and they're just so mad at all the changes. We weren't there for those changes, and honestly, that's what I'm starting to do for a lot of games. I'm letting them iron out their game how they want for the first month or so before I hop onto it. And um, and I think that might have been a good choice for Diablo Four because. For those people out there right now, if you're teetering, it is on sale on battle.net for $40. And that's when I said we'd get it. That's when we got it. Um, and it's it's worth $40. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The multiplayer aspect of the game, all the things you can do, the world bosses, uh, the DLC, the XP boosts that are active right now. 
Uh, I have a character level 55, another character level 50 already. We just started this week. And we're doing another character with Lauren. And I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. I'm not feeling at any point. Every time we have an option to go to a harder difficulty, we go there. Uh, the moment yeah. we were able to go to the next world, at level 45, we went to Nightmare or World Tier 3, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're playing the hardest and people are like, oh, they made the game a lot harder now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels good to me. I'm loving yeah. it. I, I mean, if I'm on the hardest difficulty I can be on, I don't want it to be easy. Um, yeah. So I, I'm having a great time. I, I I think that's a good honorable mention for me. Because, like, me and uh, I didn't get to play y'all's glorious uh, Diablo 3 with y'all. But y'all played it a lot. I played it a lot. And, uh, you know, so we're just like how the difficulty starts you out before you go to three, which is veteran. We, I feel veteran on it. That's why me and you, when we went through our play, we were kind of sleeping through some bosses because it did get horribly easy at times with some bosses. We'd be like, oh, fuck, that was an elite. Oh, <laughs> what bad guy, you know, but now uh, we've gotten re fucking humbled because <laughs> we were yeah, like, yeah, that scaling it, hits hard. <laughs> yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah. Diablo four. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Diablo four a lot more next week. Yes. Uh, we are going to wrap up our episode kind of early today. We wanted this one to be all about the kind of game awards and you guys here heard it first. Um, so I do want to give a shout out. We have a listener out there, chronic gamer. Uh, thanks for your recommendations, um, your comments. So if you have anything else, leave us another comment. We'll talk about it in the future. Um, shout out to all our listeners though. Thank you guys for coming on this journey with us. Cody, is there anything else you want to talk about before we kind of chop this one off? There, there is. And this is what I've been holding this week. Okay. I finally went and watched cyberpunk. Oh, the anime, Edge Runners. Yeah, the Edge Runners, dude. Okay. Fucking phenomenal. That's what's really got me eager to go buy Cyberpunk now, too. The oh, show dude. sells it, and it reminds me kind of like the Cowboy Bebop story. I'm not trying to give away any other show, even though it's been out this long. Should have fucking seen it already. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, uh, I love how the story is done. Like, it's... Because in real life, not everything ends in roses. Yeah. You know, it's... Not everything's, you know, peachy, you know, the castle and they live long. Yeah. It's one of those stories that just, it's a heart wrench, like bittersweet ending. And I, so... I do love it when people can do that well. And Cyberpunk Edge Runners did that well. So, have you had trouble getting the song out of your head? I really want to stay at your house. Uh, that one <laughs> and the intro song. Yeah, dude. That anime is so good. I've got to get Lauren to watch it. It is, it's just phenomenal. I, um, and, and you're absolutely right. I love the ending. It kept me, it was one of those animes where I would just be like, I've got to go to, I can't, I can't go to bed. I've got to watch this. I've got to watch the next episode. Yep. It was, so good the music's so good they use music straight from the game um i really want to stay at your house is easily probably the biggest song from the game from the show and has probably sold stupendous amounts i know it's the reason i bought the whole game soundtrack uh yes you have to pick up the game especially now with phantom liberty there are items and stuff in the game that calls back to the anime so there there's stuff in the game not going to spoil anything um for the different characters and stuff like that um that is it is such a good anime yeah and i gotta say i when i pick favorite characters nine times out of ten i never go for the main character i just feel like that's kind of yeah bland mm -hmm. i gotta say my favorite character in that uh show was becca rebecca, or yeah, rebecca yeah, that I think. That's a big one. That's uh, so many people love Becca. Well, now that you've seen it and uh, and you've got to see Lucy and whatnot, hasn't hasn't there been so many Lucy cosplayers? Like when we went to MomoCon and everything. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And now, and now you see. can kind of see why. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Like I, uh, I especially love the story between the main character and Lucy as well. Uh, mm. 
Never again, I kind of would hate to spoil anything, but again, the show's been out there so long. If you ain't watching now, what the fuck, dude? Just go watch yeah. it. <laughs> if you have a yeah, yeah, go watch it. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get Lauren to watch it too. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna spoil anything just for her sake because she listens. Definitely. Um, all right. So with that being said. Uh, we're going to talk more about Diablo, maybe even more about Cyberpunk next week. And with uh, the Black Friday sales going on this week, uh, might be a good time for Cody to grab it if it does go on sale. Hopefully it does for his sake, because great game. Um, with that, thank you guys so much for coming on this journey with us. We are Joystick Journeys. And, um, and we will catch you next week. Damn right, everybody. See y'all later. Later.